did you change any of your strategy was there any other tricks or things up your sleeve that really like helped you guys because it was pretty obvious from the main broadcast when i was watching like you were uncontested for the most part all the way through the entire tournament okay okay since, since we won yeah okay, i'll tell you ladies and gentlemen welcome into another bot lobby podcast episode super excited about this one as well because we have another special guest now this is a crazy not even coincidence this is just raw skill is the reason we've gotten here katie because the last episode we had on uh, the man the myth the legend hisoka talking mm -hmm. about world series of warzone and talking about his come up and in his teams come up through the world series of warzone qualifiers they got first in the qualifiers fire the open quals that was kind of a tkr style they got first in the customs quals and, and were prepped and ready to go for the finals well uh, time of recording here we are one day after the north american finals and we've brought on the winners of the north american finals mm -hmm. onto the podcast it just so happens let's go ahead and bring him in it's skull face it's hasoka's teammate they did it it was a clean sweep skull how are you feeling this fine afternoon I am feeling amazing. I, I couldn't be more proud of the boys, honestly. I'm just so happy should. that we did it. And I, I mean, Goach, we, uh, it's such a blessing for us. You can't ask for a better setup than we had Hasoka on last week. And he, uh, I believe it was you asked, who should we, who should we have on? Right? For yeah, the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, after yeah. The, the NA finals. And Hasoka goes, Skullface, for sure. Now, this is before <laughs> the finals had even happened. And here we are. You couldn't script yep. it better than this. Skullface, the champion uh, by a large margin for the NA yep. finals. Yeah, I uh, I, I want to hear just generally, how are you feeling today in terms of, you know, you've had some of the adrenaline wear off and it's starting to set in that you guys you guys did what you did, which was a clean sweep. So we're going to get into our rapid fire questions like normal, mm. but I, I just want to yep. hear how are you feeling today? Uh, you, give me your general thoughts about the whole thing. On, on, I just feel amazing. Like the, the amount of time and effort we just put in the World Series, it's like, like I was I was excited. But don't get me wrong, but like, we kind of like I, I expected that from us honestly so like <laughs> sure. yeah like no duh we won you know like i was excited but it's like yeah okay back to usual yeah yeah no i like that well i know hasoka basically didn't give us anything about your strategy and and the yeah, amount of no. prep that you went into mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm hoping you'll be able to open up about that today yeah. and we're gonna basically start with that but first as per always <laughs> we do these these rapid fire opening questions just to kind of get okay. the ball rolling uh to hear some of your kind of opinions and thoughts on on whether it's metas or or people you've played with so so let's talk about it um let, let's go ahead and start it and just give me whatever comes to mind first whether it's a one word okay. answer or a one sentence answer that's fantastic if you regret it later no big deal first and foremost this is a, a lob up uh favorite person to stream with slash compete with that could be two different people if you need to uh soka and it's just one person yeah i figured <laughs> so this is a, a new one in our rapid fire uh who was the first creator or competitor to give you an opportunity in the space uh, that wars yeah that was easy i, I played wars in a cmg tournament and uh I came up top next day i was at the gym he's like yo want to play some wagers left the gym right away went home <laughs> that's awesome I like that. that's I, great well and i remember when you and you and wars were playing like quite a bit together like kind of back mm -hmm. in the day and and that was really where most people that were kind of on the outside looking in kind of found out who you were because you guys were yep. you guys were slapping people around um favorite streaming moment of all time uh streaming uh I would say honestly, when I started streaming, uh, playing with uh, Barstool Game Time, playing with Schmitty and White Sox Dave, like that—that that was fun. That's what got me uh, into streaming. 
Heck I've played yeah. with them before too. It is it is a vibe and a half. It's definitely a good time. Uh, favorite meta of all time? Oh, uh, back in the day in Verdansk, I uh, I was a HDR and uh, MP5. That that was my favorite <laughs> <You are>. meta. <laughs> I respect that. You get the long range. You get the close yeah, range. Was, yeah, that was before uh, I was competing. Sure, of course. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, favorite competitive moment of all time. Oh, that's hard. Uh, oh, winning the World Series. Like, <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's another lobber. I love it. Uh, favorite competitive Warzone format? For, oh, two, uh, I mean, not 2v2s. I hate 2v2s. Customs. Okay. Customs okay. all the way. Is it, oh. is it trios or do you like quads, duos, etc.? Trios. Trios, okay. I think trios is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the ideal uh, team size, and I think it's going to be probably what Activision uses for most of their events going forward. Mm. Um, okay, if if you were playing a two v two, and maybe we can expand this actually. Let's let's say it's trios. Um, you're in trios customs. Who's your least favorite team to compete against? Who, who's the team that you're like, okay, these guys? It, it maybe isn't that they're better, but they have our number most oftentimes. Uh TV and um, yeah, TV. Okay. Yeah. How many times do we get that answer, Goj? <laughs> yeah, you guys, though, I know. So I was in studio with Fief, Joe, and Breadman, and I know if I asked them that question right now, Skull, they would say your team. Because four out of the five maps, there was either bounties on you guys or you were getting in fights with them, and it was not ending well. And they were like, at the end of their, like, they were everywhere all the time. <laughs> Why couldn't they just get away from Demon. us? But tbe makes a lot of sense all right uh hardest loss uh, it, uh my first big tournament we me and wars won the qualifier but we lost to uh aiden and uh rated in the finals of the big star oh yeah big uh, star tournament yeah that was tough i was last alive too and i i was just trapped campers top uh summit that i went down below and full teams right there and i i got stunned Oh, that's Nothing. tough. Those those are the good old days. Not really. I mean, they were the old days, I guess. Uh, the yeah. good days still ahead of us. Um, okay, uh, final question, and then we'll hop into to kind of uh, talk about the trick, I suppose, as they say. Uh, <laughs> if you could have any dream brand deal right now, what would it be? Oh, Dr. Pepper. Easily. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper? 20, 23 flavors in one can. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. It's it's amazing. I got a Dr. Pepper hat behind me, cans, and I have like a cutout of just a Dr. Pepper can. What? And I have emotes of Dr. Pepper. Sure. Like, that's okay, my thing. This, this is how we know, Goj, we have to get my oppo on because we get Viagra from Hasoka. <laughs> we get Dr. Pepper yeah. <laughs> from Skull. My oppo's gotta have something that's out there too. I like it. Uh, I respect that a ton. Uh, well, th thanks for entertaining us with some of those rapid fire questions. Now, usually we start from here on out where we go, all right, yeah. tell us your mm -hmm. backstory. Talk about, let, we're skipping that for now. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll talk about your history. We've got to start with the World Series of Warzone. Like, like it happened yep. yesterday. You guys just slammed everybody. There was a moment, if you guys would have had a, a, a good, even a decent <laughs> last map, like where you could have put up some pretty solid mm -hmm. numbers, like you would have obliterated everyone and not even, it wouldn't have been been close so walk me through it like like front to back we'll say the history of your world series of warzone training where did it start when you guys said hey it's gonna be us three and then what was the preparation like leading up to the finals well 
right away, me and Zuck were a team, and we just have to find a third. And uh, we actually took my apple from Raiden. We stole him, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not to cut you off, but it was so it was originally going to be Raiden, Mayapo, and Otter, which which we've seen that in the past. And then he yeah. re replaced Mayapo with Shifty because you guys snacked him. Yeah, we took my apple from him. Wow, you okay, come okay. in, you're like, I've got a better offer. <laughs> We're gonna win. Okay, okay, okay. So you, you grab him, then what? Mm -hmm. Then, uh, well, right away, we, well, right away, uh, well, we read the rules of the format, which, uh, the TKR, which a lot of people didn't know at first. It's best 10 individual scores. Right. A lot of people did not know that at first. So, like, all before, we were just coming up with tricks and plans and how... How can we get the most kills for one person? And we came up riot shield, stuns, a stun grenade launcher, mm -hmm. uh, just and just one person's just doing contracts. And first game on, uh, we didn't stream it, but we knew the plan worked when my, my Apple first game on dropped fifty, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah. we're winning this. Yeah, and that was the strat, which most people started figuring that out pretty quickly yeah. and then put in the time on it. And that is, to be clear, fixed for the open open calls of, of CDLR. Right. Uh, that was something <laughs> that I particularly was talking with Activision and be like, hey, we have to change this, have to change this. So, uh, But you, you found the trick there. So that's trick number yep. one. You, you changed yep. the system on purpose. It was, it was open to that and everybody else did it as well. But you guys come yep. out on top. The, the very top. I mean, you're averaging 60-point games or something stupid because uh, of the trick. So you get through open quals. There's no problem there. Talk to me about the, the customs quals, and in particular, customs in general. What sets you guys apart in those quals? Well, uh, well, we did play scrims and uh, before the customs, and after we would play scrims, we would go in our VODs, see what we made uh what, what mistakes we made, what we could have done better. Then we go at every other player's VOD and see where they landed and what they were doing. We saw my Apple, he had a whiteboard of uh, like, out, like not all wow. the teams, but most of the teams that uh, their landing spots. And I don't we, know how many other wow. people would have been doing that <laughs> level of prep that you guys did. Oh, we did a like some nights we would just hop on uh, Caldera just to find, just run around the map, not even getting kills, just to find spots around the map that is so interesting so it, it in like on paper that makes a ton of sense let's be very clear mm -hmm. like yeah. like you know katie you and i can have this conversation as casters like you know sometimes some casters set each other apart or set, set themselves apart by doing a ton of prep like you know put mm -hmm. together a massive spreadsheets and things like that yes coach you are great no. you go above and beyond no i just i just mean like when you prepare a lot of notes it, it usually speaks volumes about how you can perform with Warzone and the RNG of Warzone, or at least to some degree RNG, I think some people would say, oh, that amount of effort, is it worth it? Obviously, you proved them wrong, but like, did you guys feel during the customs, the, the closed calls, as well as the finals, that that type of prep of like, these people are landing here, these people do these things, like informed your decisions going going across the map? Uh, 100%. There are definitely some teams you want to stay away from and just, just see where like the... The teams we could easiest break down and where the rotations were and how the teams to, uh, that you wanted to that. avoid uh in the quals we had uh liam beams uh braxton they liam wait no yeah liam they went uh village braxton ghost store storage always and yeah those, those were pretty much the two teams you wanted to avoid 
but you but you felt pretty comfortable in the quals of just like hey oh, let's yeah. just do our thing i mean i, I said it to mm-hmm. soka on yeah. the last pod like i i literally said on broadcast because i was casting that of like I would eat a shoe if you guys didn't qualify because it, it was just so unlikely, right? Because you just had to get top half. Um, so you go into the finals. It, did you did you change any of your strategy? Was there any other tricks or things up your sleeve that really like helped you guys? Because it was pretty obvious from the main broadcast when I was watching, like you guys were going peak every time. And for some reason, maybe just because everybody feared you, you were uncontested for the most part all the way through the entire tournament. Yeah. I feel like one thing too, since we, I'm kind of glad that we played the quals because we just got so much practice in chem. So I'm sure there's some trios out there that didn't even play until the tournament or just play yeah. uh, private lobbies. Like that qualifier, uh, we really want to take advantage of that and get the first place. And uh, I forgot the question. Wait, well, what? No, you're good. You're good. No, this that was a perfect answer. I th- I think the kind of like final part of that question was like, like, hey, what like what was the decision making process on going to peak every time? Obviously, oh. it paid off. Like, what was your what was your drop strategy? Like, you had evaluated everybody's bots. What was your strat though? Well, we were going peak no matter what. We were, honestly we were expecting TBE Breadman's team to go there, but they did we, go there map one. I believe yeah. they ran into you. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but no matter what, we were going peak because. Our pretty much whole strat was on peak because my apple, of course, he's gonna win the heli race sure. every time. Sure. <laughs> Soka, best pilot out there. He just goes in the plane and uh gets the pings off the enemies, mm-hmm. and that, that actually helps a lot because we, me and my apple, would be in a fight two v three, and then just like a couple seconds, we just have like a a ping on each character, which helped mm-hmm. us a lot win a lot of fights. And peak is middle of the map. It's so high up. We could rotate anywhere without like uh running into another team and and not a lot of teams wanted to go anywhere near you right as we saw especially in that opening so uh you've explained that that peak drop strategies with planes pings everything Mm -hmm. else talk about uh what was your specific perk strategy and the build of your individual setups once you were getting things like loadouts um what contracts were you gunning your way toward to give yourselves that consistency because maps one and two are a, l- a little rough yeah but then you just ran away with it oh well at first during the quals i was using the zrg uh-huh. but then i switched to granko because that that's overpowered so i was i, I would say i was kind of the main sniper mm-hmm. my apple give him an smg and he would push anyone and come up up top and soka he, he does it all everything me and my apple do and uh the iq and strats and uh the builds i was running cold-blooded for a combat scout uh of course overkill we always got ghosts too and uh amped for the fast weapon swap gotcha so like base strategy outside of outside of kind of information gathering which that was something that was definitely called out on main too of like hey this if you're not utilizing the planes for information gathering yeah. you, it's a huge miss i mean you have like a baby personal uav and you could ping everybody like it's it's gold mine like you don't even need to shoot anybody with the plane just run around gain a bunch of information and then you know play uh-huh. as a team uh so base entry strategy was like hey you know obviously you've got mayapa playing like front man and then yep. you're trying to pick up a pick from distance so you guys would have player advantage going into those fights. Yep, exactly. Got it, got it. How did you guys utilize Foresight when it came well, to these maps? Well, honestly, Foresight was huge, but that was a plan, but not our main plan because we only uh, want to grab Foresight if zone 
is uh, completely covered our back because we, we didn't want to get picked off but a couple games since no one landed at peak we easily got it and uh for well first two games we i don't know we kind of played too aggressive and we didn't get the placement actually game one i dev aired so yes my oh, apple and Soka. doesn't help <laughs> yeah they still got well, 16 points. Yeah, yeah you, you death error, but you have 16 kills, which was one of the highest kill amounts with 17th place, which was too shy, as you said, of that multiplier. Map two, 10 kills in 22nd place. Yep. After that, well, after that, Soka called trick time, and that was uh, all three of us sniping. Oh, all okay. Three all three of you? All, yeah, all Garanko. Okay, talk to me about, was that something that you guys had in your back pocket? was like, all right, yeah. if these go oh, to crap, yeah. play and B, all, everybody goes Garenko. What was secondary for most of y'all? Our secondary plan? No, 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 well, that... secondary weapon behind the oh. Garenko. Oh, uh, I think everyone was using uh, armor, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think that's the best sniper support you could get. It's good medium range. Like the PPSH, it, it fries, but if you have a guy one shot behind a rock, yeah. I'd rather have armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so we saw a lot of people running Garenko. It had a, it had a pretty high, you know, pick obviously because it has this insane bullet velocity, and as long as you can get used to it, it's it's twisted. And you can yeah. almost like, and I think this is where you're about to go with this. Like, talk to me about the trick strat. Like, talk to me about the sniper armor. Why you guys went for the the triple snipe there? Is it just because oh the gun's twisted, or is it like hey we are comfortable using this weapon at even like medium medium close range as well? Well, it was like. All throughout the quads, I would get a pick, and we're like, dude, like, what if we just all three just get picks? <laughs> like, we would, like, it would be easy, like, because if people, like, as soon as you see a sniper glint, you kind of, like, freak out. You don't yeah. want to get one shot. Yeah. So that, we definitely just took advantage of just having three snipers and literally covering all the ground around us. Hmm. Was is... there anyone? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, was there anyone who was more uncomfortable with sniping? But rather, I want to know, who do you think is the best sniper on your team? Oh, uh, I got to say myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, I, I'm like... <laughs> you were slated in that spot, so that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, like, I, I was supposed to be the main sniper, and I think that was for a reason. But with the Garenko, it's, it, it, it is easy to use, but it, it's kind of weird at first. You got to get used to the gun for sure. Yeah, I saw I saw the kind of like value of the Granko come through. I mean, you, some people were hitting long range shots with it. There's yeah. no question. But mm -hmm. the 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 value came from hey, it's got a decent ADS time. You you if you find a headshot even at mid mid close range, it's not that hard to hit. I mean, you just kind of put the crosshairs on their head and pull the trigger. Uh, there's not a lot of ton of leading you have to do. Um, and the the fire rate's pretty fast. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if you miss, you just keep throwing them down, <laughs> yeah. right? And then it's still a one shot headshot. Um. So uh, when you guys were kind of running around with Trick 101, as as the chat's calling it, of of the three Garankos, was it, hey, we want to take fights a little bit slower. Once we get the pick, we push a little bit closer with Armas, or is it just pick and thirst, pick and thirst, pick and thirst, and then all of a sudden we look down and we've got, you know, eight eliminations? Well, I, I, I would say probably pick and first, but, like, honestly, with the Garenko, with our ZRG, we kind of play more passive, but with the Garenko, we honestly, we played full aggressive. Because just you have a three to six x scope and ten shots of mag. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> we we were we just playing pretty much full on aggressive all all game. Well, and it it really begins to make a difference. Case in point, right? The the highest kills we saw 
for a team that took first place at the time was 20 kills and first in EU from Vortex's team that went on to win mm -hmm. the trios portion. You get to map three, and I remember we were waiting kind of. I, I'd been talking about you on desk and was like waiting for Hisoka's team to really start warming up. And you end it with 21 kills and first place, which is massive. I think going into map four, it skyrocketed you into like second or third place or yeah, something second. like that. And then in map four, you go, eh, you know, that was great to be <laughs> the highest overall kills for first. Let's break our own record and drop 29 kills. Yeah. Yes, and also the only team to go back-to-back -back wins in either of the finals. So was it that 101? Did you guys just hit your stride and it was all momentum? I, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. First two games, of course, game one, butterflies, game two, okay. But then, like, let's just let's just play. Like, we've been playing customs. Let's just do our thing. Let's just, we got more comfortable, and we just did what we did. Like, that's how we play. We just pure domination. Yeah, I, I was going to say that game four was a big one. I mean, you guys kind of had set the record in customs thus far of like 56, mm -hmm. I believe, was your biggest game, uh, 28 kills and a win um, during the qualifiers. And then you yeah. guys dropped the 58. Um, that map, obviously, you hit your flow state. Obviously, you felt it going. When Was there a point in that map where you're like, oh, this is the one? We're, we're about to just full send? Or was it kind of just a grind all the way through and you look up and you're like, oh, we have 29 kills? What the heck? Well, so we had foresight that game and... uh. I don't know, we had a couple kills. We had Foresight pop the advanced UAV, and uh, mm -hmm. with advanced, we usually go after the non-team uh, of three. So we usually pick up the solos or uh, duos. And fields was insane. Like, yeah. so many guys were at fields, but uh, on top of tens, that little left corner with that, that uh, head glitch, we wanted to sec secure that spot. Like, we were in that spot for probably 10 minutes, <laughs> probably even longer, and we ended up with 29 kills. Yeah. Like, we just held that down. Well, and, and you're consistently at this point, as we said, you're getting back-to-back -back first places, but your your main competitor and the team that was really dominating almost from the get-go was Biffle Repulse and Super Evan. Super Evan almost 1v3s in map yeah. one over OP Mark's team. They placed second, first, second, third, and then you get to map five, and I, I'm not sure exactly sure what went horribly wrong, but they got 35th with only two kills. Um, what... When you were getting to first circles, what was it like going up against them? Because we know the firepower. They had so much consistency. We we wanted them out of that game. So if if we were to fight them, we, we wanted to make sure we uh, secured, secured the dub on them. And uh, like we like we can't really play too slow because in customs, like if you're in a long fight, you're going to get third partied. So, of course, with the three Garankos, like just try to get one pick and go off from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I think the the biggest thing that was it wasn't really stated as much on main. It, it was more so during the quals that we noticed was player advantage was everything. Like if you had player yeah, advantage yeah. and you have that pick, like you full send, which makes a ton of sense why you guys went after the solos and duos with the with the advanced UAV because it's like those mm -hmm. are on paper free kills, right? Yeah. Odd circumstances you might lose one in the process, but you're going to find team wipes there, which is huge for your team and and racking up those kills. Really cool to hear the strats. I mean, um, any anything else during during the finals that you wanted to talk about? Like, is there any other tricks up your sleeves? Any other strategies maybe you didn't implement? Was there a plan C if if trick one one didn't work? Like anything else you guys had kind of prepped that you didn't end up using? Well, there were there were a couple OP spots we uh we had in mind but like 
we were never in the situation to use them because I, honestly I, I never seen people in these spots before like i was going to use it in the solo yolo and honestly if it if it landed peak the spot i would have won it that's how OP the spot is it, i don't know if there's massive no tournaments one. are we allowed to know <laughs> okay okay since, since we won yeah okay i'll tell you up to, uh, hey, it's it up was, to you uh, so what you know uh when you go down peak by the air balloon yep you could actually there's a little little rock you could uh sit on on top of the wall like on the cave they're like right below the ledge but you're you're completely hidden it's insane i never seen anyone in that <laughs> is this I love this coach because this is what happens in CDL too. When you get to champs is these weird spots yep. that people squirrel away into their pocket for that final event. How long did it take you to even find something like that? Uh, it was completely on accident. Uh, <laughs> I think Soka, we were playing a game of pubs and uh, mm -hmm. he, he pulled his shoot too early and on the game and he hit the wall and he just, he just stayed there. He's like, Whoa. He's like, oh my god, look at my spot, look at my spot. I, I don't know if he was streaming. I, if he was, I think he like hit his screen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, Smart. It was completely on accident, that spot. So yeah, and that was part of your preparation. It was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna VOD review, which was the big yeah. the big thing that I'm I'm sure like some of the teams were doing of like let's yeah. VOD review not only our VODs but also everyone else's VODs, figure out where they're dropping in all these scrims and customs so we know where to go. But the second thing you said was, hey, we also played pubs where we didn't go for kills, we just looked for spots where uh -huh. hey, what's the best spot that overlooks fields? If the circle goes here, what's the best spot for us to hold? What's the best high ground spot? What's the best whatever? And then you find random spots like that, and you're like, hey, keep that in the back pocket because that's the thing with prep regardless of the type of prep you're not going to use everything but it totally depends on the situation and what's given to you i i love that man I, I love the fact that you guys not only put in the work and the time but then we're you know it paid off in the end like a clean sweep something that was like honestly borderline improbable because you guys could have gotten fifth or sixth in the in the uh closed customs and it wouldn't have changed anything but you mm -hmm. guys full sent all three rounds and you came out on top all three rounds really really cool yep so well, something oh sorry go ahead my bad. We, we do have a couple more tricks like uh you know how every, everyone usually uh runs the same skin we kind of went different from that use different skins and since i was using sniping we would uh we, we never got to use this but we would just swap weapons completely because like i have a different sniping like i play a different sniper than hisoka plays when he's sniping so it's like it literally just like they're playing a against a different team now since we just swap weapons completely. <laughs> Dude, the mind games too. I mean, no, that, I, that's brilliant. You have layers. I'm here to what you guys did. I'm so, so am here for I. That. Uh, you you mentioned this earlier, and what you said made me think of it. Going into another World Series of Warzone, if your team was invited as a trio to the finals, would you accept that? Or would you prefer to get the reps in and go through a qual? I honestly thought about this last night, to be honest. Uh, I think, well, like, Swag played the quals also. Of course, I, and you can't play the customs. Yeah, but, he played like, open, yeah. I feel like if we were, I think we would take the, the invite, but I think we would still play the quals just for game time and yeah yeah the the, the open quals yeah yeah that's the thing though like i feel like the custom quals were such a big part to y'all's yeah. success though you know so many good reps even against like pretty solid teams and you can run scrims at night and stuff but there's not as much like 
buy-in yep. there, you know? Um, golly, that's, that's super interesting. I, I love to hear these types of strats behind the scenes because we can only see so much from main broadcast when you guys are frying. Um, so you, you had some of the tricks you didn't use. Uh, I kind of, I guess, kind of last, last thoughts on this. I, I mean, it, w what's next in terms of competitiveness? I mean, you guys have, have slammed War World Series of Warzone. I mean, absolutely just obliterated everybody. And, and if anybody disagrees with that, you're wrong because you were uncontested all the way through all three uh -huh. rounds, which is sick. I assume this trio is like, yo, it's us till the end. Uh, but but what's next? Are you guys going to run CDLR as well, split two? Is that, is that the plan? Yeah, we we do want to run that. Definitely going to be playing more Fortune's Keep. So, you know, find the, try, find the trick spots and develop <laughs> our own tricks. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm well, so you've here. laid the foundation, right? I think the key takeaway from this is that a lot of teams just go into it and say, well, We'll see how we do, you know? I feel like we've got a great squad on paper and we'll see how it plays out. This is by far the most preparation, research, VOD review that I have ever seen a team do in something like this. And it seems like, Goj, I wonder if it sets some sort of kind of standard, right? Of of hearing this and seeing how dominant you, were, you guys were. Are other teams gonna have that motivation the way you guys did to put in that effort. Yeah, and, and I think, Skull, I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Like, like I know there's a lot of other teams that were grinding. Like, obviously, TBE, they wanted to win, but they didn't have the absolute, like, dig in the dirt mentality that you guys had of, like, we're taking this because... They were not hungry. Well, they've done their, they've done it a billion times. But for you guys, yeah. this is like, hey, we are proving ourselves. W were there other teams? I know you mentioned Braxton. Like, other teams that you were mostly concerned about because of how much they were putting in the work as well. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure teams were, uh, you know, uh, doing VOD reviews, practicing, but I think what just separated us is just, we, we, we didn't want to just go in and just, you know, play a normal BR. That's why like, you know, the tricks we had, we wanted to just change the playing field. Like we want to make it uncomfortable for other teams to even play against us. So like, we're just trying like just weird little strats that like, don't like really three snipers on a team that like, why, why would that happen? But like it worked out because no one's used to playing three snipers in a custom. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think it goes even back to like we were talking with Hisoka about his competitive background in, in football and his family's background and that. And when you start thinking about other sports as well, like there, mm -hmm. you know, I coach as well, and there's always times where we're trying to play the mental games, like whether yeah. or not that's the mm -hmm. optimal strat. It can mentally like uncheck a lot of teams from their strat making them pivot, think on the fly, and that's where you can kind of take advantage of them. Uh, I, I, I want to move on, uh, Katie, and, and start kind of going that direction if you're good with this. We've talked about a series of Warzone, excited about CDLR and, and what you guys are going to be able to do. I'm sure we'll check back in with you on that. Talk to me a little bit about your background in gaming and your background in maybe anything else competitive. I mean, what got you into competitive uh, from the gaming side, Warzone and otherwise? Well, honestly, I, I, I never thought I would be competing or even streaming like I, I i just wanted to play a hockey and just but of course COVID happened like I, I was still playing video games more now because of the lockdown but i was yeah. still practicing hockey because that that was my main focus but uh then uh barstool my brother showed me a tweet about barstool doing like a tryout tuesday for uh call of duty and i said why not like i'm not doing anything yeah so i tried it out of course i didn't really I didn't compete, so it was like a 1v1, and you're playing with the Barstool guys, 
and uh the guns i, I was using my hdr and sniper <laughs> I, I was still frying but like i could if i had my growl i, I would have been better yeah but like just playing with that and like playing with them i didn't make it because it, it was a qualifier well it was a tryout to uh, play at mfam gauntlet i didn't make the team but like they really liked me because just my personality is just fun playing with still good at the game yeah sure. so like they they kind of brought me into streaming because like then i just started streaming more and more and uh down the road i i don't know how i met at like the the boys but I started playing 2v2 with Pain on CMG, and uh, just after that, uh, every day that I'm just grinding 2v2s, $5 chows, <laughs> uh, the midnight, five creds, yeah, ten <laughs> creds, just anything, just play 2v2s, and I, I, I really enjoyed it because, like, I want to be the best. Like, I never thought I would be competing, but, like, it just it just happened. It's just, I'm so competitive. That's super and, uh, was there kind of a moment you say it was unexpected, you know, COVID yeah. your, your focus was hockey, but you're, you're starting to do better and better playing with wars and, and so on the CMGs. Was there a, a moment where it just kind of became that itch under your skin where it, it was never an intention, but you were suddenly like, I want to do this. I want to win. I see everyone else competing and yes, now I've gotten a taste of it. I want more. Uh, as soon as I started to be doing two V twos, like, well, I lost a bunch. The first time me and Payne played, uh, we came in second. I accidentally uh, crashed our vehicle in the storm, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we lost. <laughs> but like, to, to be honest, on my part, he, Payne did say, don't crash. And that made me crash. Sure, That's all I'm sure, saying. Sure, sure. <laughs> Got into the mental. I'm like, <laughs> you jinxed it. But uh, just just that group right there, Payne, Soka, Liam, uh, Pro Routes, Shifty. Uh, you know, it's just all competitive 2v2 players. Like, that's the only thing they think about and do. Just 2v2s, I want to be the best. And I just got that mentality from them. It's like, I really want to do this. And I want to prove myself that I, I can hang with these guys. Yeah, that, that's super cool to hear. And, and I think that's a, a kind of a same story as a lot of people. It's like, hey, I, I came, came up in these like CMGs or, or whatever, like these these small little wagers, and I found some competitiveness there. But we've also heard this story six, seven times now of, hey, I was in sports before. So how long had you, yeah. had you been playing hockey? I mean, I, you know, I've got a lot of good friends that, that play a ton of hockey. Um, some, some of the kids I mentor played a ton of hockey and got really good. And, and it's a fun sport, but it's a super competitive sport. Yeah. And, and you got a lot of, uh, you got to have a lot of drive to like fully succeed in hockey, obviously. So that's part of your DNA. Talk to me about that. Uh, I started playing hockey when, uh, my brother played a year before me, uh, because the Blackhawks won the Stanley cup. Yeah. So like everyone's talking about the Blackhawks and, uh, next year, uh, I decided to play hockey. Why not? And, uh, I don't. Well, I don't know what year that was when they won, but ever since I was, I was playing baseball too and other sports, but hockey was just my main sport. It's like, I, I thought like, okay, I want to go to college for hockey. Just then high school, I played high school hockey. It's just pretty much, that was like the only thing on my mind, just hockey and video games, just, just a hobby. Yeah. Okay. I just, <laughs> we've already talked about Dr. Pepper earlier in this stream, but someone just came in to chat and it made me chuckle so i have to ask um how much do you love baked ziti i love baked ziti my, my mama skull makes the best baked ziti it's <laughs> it, it's so good I, like, these are the 
<laughs> questions that I need from chat. Thank you. Uh, like uh, we started doing baked ziti. Like I would, I would invite all the, all my boys over. We all wear track suits and stuff, and just <laughs> gather around the table and just have baked ziti. Sure, that's so just, great. Just a great time. Where did where did the docu pepper come from? Obviously, it's a staple in your brand. So uh, talk to me about that. I just been drinking Dr. Pepper ever since I was a kid. It's just, <laughs> it's just the best drink. It's the best drink out there. No, nothing, no other drink competes with it. Sure, it's just amazing. Do you do you use Dr. Pepper for not only uh, you know taste in the twenty three flavors? I think twenty three flavors. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, is it is it a caffeine <laughs> intake as well, or are you do you are you a caffeine you know a hoarder like some of these other gamers, or what's your what's your Kind of what's your, I guess let, let me rephrase this. What's your what's your game day ritual? Like, do you have a ritual? Do you got your lucky socks? Do you've got you know gotta have a Dr Pepper and a half before? Like, what's your ritual? I I don't drink as much Dr Pepper now. I still do. COVID, I I gathered because I kept all the boxes. I think I had over forty boxes. Oh, good lord! <laughs> okay, <laughs> not good, but uh. Oh, uh, the shirt I wear yesterday, the blue shark shirt. I I didn't realize it at first, but I'm like, I'm like, wait, that this is every every tournament I won. I I think I was wearing this shirt. So like, <laughs> for now on, that blue shark shirt. Tourney day comes, I'm wearing that shirt. Okay, that's that's, that's my lucky charm. We touched on that a little bit before. I'm, I'm so glad you brought it back up, right? Because it seems like not everyone, but a decent amount of players have these sort of rituals. Like, uh, case in point, FIFA has his lucky socks, and I, I saw those in person up close. They're, they're weather-worn, shall we say. But you have this shirt too, right? And your entire... I feel like, Goj, when I first started learning about Skull, his wardrobe and your and your outfits your shirts were kind of my immediate immediate i was like most gamers are like i have a hoodie on and sweats or joggers and they're either black or gray and you're coming out with the colors and the patterns and like the button ups and i feel like i, I could take you right now and like put you with a pina colada at the beach too yep <laughs> i i just like wearing nice shirts like i don't know it's just it's just something different uh, i just like the button ups yeah sure. i just try to get cool funny shirts and just they're like i don't know just they're funny and cool that's pretty much it <laughs> i respect it hey everybody's got their thing everybody's got their pre-game rituals before i do any uh tournament as a caster i drink uh coffee in the shower it is it's my thing every single time I'm, I'm sipping some hot coffee while i'm taking a shower and it's a good time and it gets me right in the right mental so everybody's got their thing a uh, blue shark shirt or a couple of dr peppers maybe a stokey after i, I was yep. i was looking back through and we'll kind of finish up around here but i was looking back through your pictures i was trying to find a picture of you for uh the 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 kind of promo post about this podcast i couldn't find one anywhere you don't post pictures of yourself on twitter by the way you should do that more often the last one you have posted of yourself was you smoking a stogie i believe after winning i don't even uh, remember. was it the baka bros or not years ago before that i don't even know what you won but it was like it was a long time ago it was like january or before what was it a 2v2 tournament i do i don't even remember i just saw you were it's the it's the iconic picture of you where you're sitting at that like <laughs> the lawn furniture and you've oh, got, yeah, okay, you're yeah. like lean way back oh you're like way over here <laughs> and you got the stogie and the smoke's like covered up most of your face that's that's the one i'm thinking of 
Uh, that was uh, I'm, I'm not sure what tournament that was, but that was the uh, first tournament me and uh, Flanked uh, paired up as a duo, ah. and we uh, we beat Tommy and uh, Almond in the finals. And in that photo, I have the blue shark shirt on. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Back to the blue uh, all right, uh, Goj, I need to, we keep we need to keep moving, but uh, someone actually over in Skull's chat had a great question. Talk to us about uh, that snipe onto Tim. That was on main <laughs> broadcast. That was far away. Talk about when you hit that snipe. Oh, uh, I like, I, I'm like, I, I have what ten shots, so I'm let's just beam away. Like, there's no way I'm not mi I'm missing all ten. I have to hit one, and it, I hit Tim the Tatman because he's Tim the Tatman. I'm, I'm <laughs> Unluckiest player in Warzone. Yeah, it just had it just had to be Tim. If it was anyone else, it just it wouldn't happen. I feel like. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's just you had to hit it, and that's the thing about the Garinko though, man. That that is like so good about it. You just keep throwing bullets down range. Eventually, one's gonna connect. Like just put it on the freaking front passenger seat yep. or the driver's seat, and just keep pulling the trigger until that guy goes down. It, it's it's crazy dumb um no i love it that was iconic that will definitely live in infamy in in the kind of world series of warzone clips um okay any anything else we didn't let's see i'm, I'm looking back through our chat anything we didn't talk to you about any other like i saw somebody say camo grind like anything that oh, that yeah. is like your history that you want to tell before we kind of wrap up the interview well uh in uh when vanguard started i uh i did the camo grind just so i could have the camo for uh caldero yeah and uh I, I wasn't expecting a race first for it. I'm like, I just want to get it done on the way. But more more people started coming to my chats. Like, you're actually ahead of Reed Boy and Metaphor right now in the camel race. Oh. I'm like, really? So I just, honestly, like, it, it was terrible. But honestly, probably the most fun I ever had playing COD. I would literally just wake up, play 20 hours straight, go back to bed, and rinse and repeat. <laughs> and for the, the last day, it was... Uh, I think metaphor just stopped playing. So it was me and Reboard head to head. And I'm like, I cannot fall asleep. If I fall asleep, Reboard's going to beat me. So I stayed up 48 hours just so I could beat him. And I did. I, there, there's a 48 photo on me on hours? Yeah, 48 hours. There's a photo on me on Twitter. I was dead. I was, after it, 40, I, I honestly, I felt sick. I was so cold. Hey, I had two jackets on, and I, I, I swear I was seeing things. Like, I thought yeah. my mom came down to give me food, and I was like, I look, she's not even there, she's at work. I'm like, what am I seeing, bro? Like, I had to wear, I, had, I have like 3D glasses from the movie theaters. I had to put them on because my eyes were hurting. Oh my god! Wow! But but you ended up being okay. the first to to, yeah. to finish the cable grind in front of Reedboy, which is impressive because that dude is a freak of nature. Yeah, he's a he he's a grinder. Yeah, he's an he's an absolute animal. So that that's part of your story as well. That is really really cool. I I didn't even know that. I don't know how I missed that on the timeline. I was I didn't know that either. Busy with something else. I guess I have no clue. Forty eight hours straight. That is definitely when you start seeing things. By the way, it's like post forty eight <laughs> hours, you start having legit hallucinations because your yeah. body. It's like we have to go to bed <laughs> but after that i i think i slept 18 hours and i woke up completely fine i'm like okay i'm not touching that game until there <laughs> yeah. yeah till i gotta stomp everyone yeah. in the world series of uh, Warzone. but yeah. uh, okay so you, you get this win and it's it's really an incredible bow uh and this is what hasoka was talking about a bow that has been put on the come up 
for Hisoka Mayapo and yourself, especially in Caldera, um, and where it places you guys in earnings and people's minds as contenders. So what what is next for you? Where where do you want to go for this? What are your plans for Warzone 2, building your brand? What are your plans? Oh, right now my plans is just, of course, like I, I definitely gotta keep streaming right now. Like, I don't know what, like, thank God that CDL tournament, uh, the Fortune's Keep one is happening. He's like, I was just probably just hop on for pub. It's just, I don't nothing to really grind. But for Modern Warfare 2, I, I just wanna just take it over with everything. Like I do do like some content. I've been on and off on it, but like mostly, but at least I'm doing some. So I just wanna, when Modern Warfare 2 comes out, I, I just wanna be just consistent throughout content, competing. Also getting first in the camel race again. I'm gonna try to do that again this year. Okay. Should be fun. Talk about good content. <laughs> Should be fun and just, I'll just elevate my game and my stream, just whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, great yeah. answer great answer i love it we're really excited for you and for the future of your trio for the future of your competitive career um i i think from this story and everything you've told us it is very clear that um you know it's it is the competitive nature fueled into the grind mentality fueled into how do we win what does it take to win and you guys were able to execute that so a cool story all the way through and excited to see what happens next for you skull thanks for coming on I, i'm going to ask you one more question and i think okay. this is going to start be my staple final question instead of leading with this to end it all where did Skullface the name come from uh <laughs> modern warfare 2 uh ghost uh, i don't know how young i was but i i didn't know his name and uh <laughs> it's pretty simple he has a skull as a face yeah. so skull face <laughs> that's I, pretty that simple I, 49 i have no idea where the 49 came from yeah, you just picked a number randomly. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm here for it. So you've had Skullface for a long time. Well, I yeah. Skullface, really appreciate you coming on, man. It was it was a ton of fun <laughs> to talk about World Series of Warzone. I, I love the tricks. I love the different strats. I love the grind. Uh, I love that you guys have kind of put in the time to make this happen, and, and it really did pay off for you. So congratulations again. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you the next time we can have you on the pod. Can't wait. All right, brother. Uh, have a good one. Yeah, Thank you, you too. for having me. Yeah, peace. Oh man. All right. Um boom. Katie, that was fun. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever had Dr Pepper before. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? No. I don't I, I could not tell you. I don't drink soda. So yeah, I I've, yeah, I saw such a Dr Pepper stand. I was like I no idea what those 23 flavors taste like. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm not a huge, you know, soda person either, but of all the sodas, I do stand with Dr. Pepper. It's a lot of flavor there. 23 flavors, and you, you can taste them all. Um, not do taste the rainbow. you 23 flavors? You do. Yeah, you do. You really okay, do to okay. kind of I fit the bill. Yeah, know. you're really missing out on a lot of things here. But regardless, uh, again, huge shout out to, to Skullface for winning World Series of Wars. $50,000 split between three of them is like $16,600, uh, something 66. odd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dollars. Uh, rounded up to 67. Let's be very clear. Um, but uh, yeah, huge 
huge congratulations to them and, and thanks again for coming on it's cool to have the, the same team back to back and hear both sides of the coin what happens if you win and then hey you've won now what kind of thing um really really interesting but we're not done yet there's a lot to talk about okay we've got a lot mm -hmm. more uh, our shitters digest section is packed full of course cdlr uh, right around the corner and otherwise but i i've got to give a huge shout out and take some time here to, to go through the coliseum stat chat because this has been one of our favorite segments of the podcast all the way through the last several weeks now katie they've been a fantastic sponsor for us and they were popping off on mm -hmm. twitter during world series of oh, Warzone. Yeah. they ran a world series of Warzone specific fantasy contest if you don't know who coliseum is they run a Warzone streamer fantasy contest every other every week a number of them there's a freebie friday every friday um, and they did the one for the World Series of Warzone, and you could win up to, I think it actually got doubled up to like 300 bucks uh, based on your fantasy teams that you built. So you've got your budget, and, and you can buy different streamers with your budget um, based on their past stats. And you could pick from the World Series of Warzone competitors and build a team. And, and we had some people that, you know, won money during that. We had people in the chat. And then I saw a lot of our friends on the timeline building teams for World Series of mm -hmm. Warzone, which was super cool to see. And they gave us some stats yet again for uh from world series of Warzone for us to kind of talk through here for the stat chat with coliseum and again exclamation point uh sponsor in the chat exclamation point coliseum we'll pull up their information and if you're on the youtube or you're on the podcast it's down in the descriptions below go check them out they're really really cool uh let's take a look at it oh that's your face well let's go here how about that boom there we go um here are the top kds from Ooh. the world series of Warzone. this is in a finals mm -hmm. only um look at watch waldo my man the grinder. <laughs> this is one of the kind of the underrated teams that, that crept through the finals kind of unsolicited. And I think they got like seventh. I mean, they were frying. Dropped like a 13 <laughs> kill game to, to end off the um the series. It was the top KD at 3.38. Seconds actually Skullface, who we just had on, of course, at 3.29. <laughs> and then there was a three-way tie at 3.0 KD with between five custom games with Aiden, Hasoka, and Tyronix. And there you go, right, Katie? That's the prime mm -hmm. example of how do you win? Oh, you get a lot of kills and you don't die a lot. And two of your three players are, are on this list. And it makes sense, right? Usually uh, when you get to the end of a tournament like this and you look at stats like this, you you can usually make a fairly good guess, Goat, if you didn't see the tournament, on what team won. Yeah. If you see multiple members of one team dominating on the top of stat lines, in this case, Hisoka and Skullface, genuinely very, very impressive from them. What's also impressive, though, as a side note, is the fact that we did have Super Evans team come in second. None of them are on this KD-wise, but they oh. were... They were very much so in the lead for a very long time. Yeah, I can't imagine they were very far behind that 3.0 metric. But let's keep rocking and rolling. Here are the top player kills. Now, Mayapo started off super strong. They, remember, they had to play a duos uh -huh. uh, to they start. Had 12, he had 12 in the first map and ended up with 33. was on pace, and then that last map really set him back because they, they went down a little bit earlier than they would have wanted. But 33 for Mayapo. That was the top player kills overall. This is only our five matches, not including the solo YOLO. But the top player overall between EU or NA, I believe, Juki's tied at the top of, of EU at 30. Mm -hmm. um, and then you had Biffle, Super Evan, both at 29, who were on the same team. And then you had Tronix, Aiden, Watch Waldo at 27, Hisoka at 24, Skullface at 23. So you can see top player kills. There's all three of your players on the same list. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool indeed. Extremely impressive from them. And that's why we talk about the work pays off. I do not believe they are on these lists in such a dominant fashion if they did not put in the massive amount of time and effort yeah. leading into this final. No, I totally agree. Um, next, here's some other stats here. Average placement in Braxton. Shout out to Brimponics. Uh, Braxton's team did fantastic. 
and uh they were consistently inside the top 10 they were getting the most player every single time average placement through the whole tournament was ninth uh the most kills in one match was 13. a number of people had 12 including mayapo mm -hmm. but it was waldo's last map that really set him apart at 13. i mean he also had the most headshots that map at five wow. um and then gulag wins uh it looks like shifty and sway went to the gulag a number of times came out most of the time at a total of six in, in five maps which is which is pretty solid Going to the gulag in a custom like this is scary. It's usually a gulag you are going to want to go to early because that's usually when maybe some of the the easier kills are going to be <laughs> sure. in there with you. I would not. I, I saw Jobo go in once sorry, and he ended up going in against Aiden and I was like, oh, oh Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was Queen Shadows that said, of course, my gulag that I go to is against Skump. It's like, <laughs> are, you, that, yeah. are you winning a 1v1 against Skump? Probably not. Um, let's keep it going. So these are the actual fantasy points from the world series warzone so it's like hey if you were able to pay for these people based on your budget mm -hmm. these are the people you wanted pretty much correlates of course with who's at the top of the leaderboard you had super evan at the very top at 61 this is based off mm -hmm. average placement with the eliminations etc biffle at 53 skullface 53 hisoka at 54 aiden 42 and tyronix at 40 and the way they do their points they outline it all but it's like hey if you have a death then you go down a gulag loss you go down kill up placement up mm -hmm. those types of things it's, it's like a traditional kind of sports fantasy just for esports for warzone so pretty solid yeah, pretty solid indeed. Very impressive once again, and no surprise to see two out of the three of that trio sitting here. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, like Biffle costs way more than maybe, you know, Watch Waldo, who nobody would have bet on, but he would have been a great choice as well. Could have probably mm -hmm. been in the high 30s and probably cost your, your overall budget little to nothing. Um, okay, our over-unders to finalize our Coliseum stat chat. And before we get into some oh, crazy no! Shitter's Digest, oh, no. bada-bing, bada-boom. My strategy paid off last time. If you didn't see the Coliseum stat chat last time, uh, yes, Katie and I did all the same predictions besides one. And I was right on that one. So we are now officially tied up 13-13. And this is a big moment for us, Katie. I have an here. objection. No, I sure. have an objection. Sure, object. I've been leading. I've been leading this whole time based on only the information in the moment given to me. And I can never see any of the prior stats after that ends while you have access to no, all of it. what are you talking about? So I think that means even though we're tied, I clearly have the bigger win. Sure. You are up by 0.1 of a point. How about that? Uh, I'll take but it. I'll take it. <laughs> let's finish this up really quickly. Let's kind of hop through this. And over under 51 most kills per game. Now that we're post-World Series of Warzone, people are going to be headed over to Fortune's Keep. I mean, what are your thoughts? Over under most kills in a single match uh, in this next week. Oh, I, I always say over. For Going over? If, it's any, okay. if it's anything in the low 50s, I'm always going to say over, especially now that 100K has just been announced too. Sure. You you don't have that focus on things like Caldera right now. I, I really think it's going to be over. Okay, I will go over as well. Uh, most kills, and this is in all matches in a week, uh, over under 2,500. Who's going to be leading the pack? Is it going to be over 2,500 for them or under 2,500? It was 2.7 last week. Dang, I'm saying over. You're going over. I will go under i'm gonna go under on this one people are gonna uh -huh. take one week off before they start grinding fortunes keep uh we're gonna go highest average kills in all of their matches over the week average kills even the maps that you chalk over under 18. Uh -huh. nice average averages are so tricky with i things believe like in this. you um all right thanks coach thank you for that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say under under i will say 
under as well. I'm going to follow your mm -hmm. lead there. Uh, and then finally, most of victories. This is, this is total victories in a week, by Ooh. the way. At 84 was last week. They're saying over mm. under 85 this week. Oh, that's hard. Uh, look, I always say over for everything. So I'll just shot in the dark and say under. Okay, I was going to say under. So we paired up on most. I will probably go up ahead by one on this next one, but that's hey. just me. <laughs> hey, that has been our Coliseum stat chat. Make sure you go check them out at coliseum.co. You can see the link in the chat, exclamation point sponsor. Uh, they're they're amazing. You can actually use code BOTLOBBY to, to actually get some like in-game credits, in, in fantasy game credits uh, for you to enter into some of their paid contests. And then there are the Friday freebies every single week where you can win up to like 150 bucks as the prize pools for those. Uh, you can mm -hmm. win whenever your streamers, your favorite Warzone streamers, win it's super super cool go check them out we've had a lot of friends in the industry and a lot of even players were betting on themselves mm -hmm. and betting on the other players uh for their fantasy teams based on the budgets that were given super super cool contest excited about the next one and i think behind the scenes by the way i think i can link this there, there's going to be the same type of contest for the cdlr split two that we're going to talk Ooh. about in just a moment so again go check out calcium they've been nothing but amazing to work with for the podcast um, well, we love that. Go. To, I, I'm. I think we might be remiss in something because we don't have it in the shitters digest portion but i feel like we should probably touch on it at least a bit is the solo yolo because we we didn't sure, really talk yeah. about that um uh with with skull face but yes before we get in we have a lot in shitter's digest but the solo yolo winners was blade from the eu side of things blade was also in the trios team that won everything Stupid. so that's a great day <laughs> you're you're winning about 116 almost 117 uh thousand dollars in that it came down to a round shield 1v1 on the beach jukies unfortunately took third place there he just he did not have any of the tactics utility and he didn't have any resources at his disposal was forced out by the storm was completely exposed did not have a right shield and was taken down but it's the na portion that had a significantly wilder ending and i believe it was swag who got third and that's, Pie that's Man, right. who got second, and Juke, or I almost said Juki's FIFA kill. Uh, FIFA kill, who took first place with the most thousand IQ, never ending storm play up into a redeploy yeah, balloon. Yeah. It, it, I will say this too about that play, and we won't spend a ton of time here, but but, but as part of Shitter's Digest, it's worth discussing because he jumped up by $100,000 winning that, by the way, right? He's up to yeah. top five. He was already like, on top five earn now he's the the leading earner mm -hmm. in caldera by over fifty thousand dollars above almond because of this 100k win but it, it was a five five head play because he was in the gas for a long time he hit the redeploy balloon and he even said it and iceman isaac said it as well after mm -hmm. while watching the vod which was super funny i'm pulling an iceman isaac because what ice did during the solo yola drop of the 100k mm -hmm. optic event was i'm gonna hit in the plane and and basically just circle around until i'm top three and i'm gonna float as long as possible if it was in the gas hiding 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 hits the redeploy balloon and floats above everyone for quite some time it's then fifa floating swag on the ground pieman in a car on the ground mm -hmm. um pie and swag getting an encounter fifa has dropped and landed sees the fight going on and starts pushing up on the equation you see pie take down swag but pie is weak right children otherwise and then fifa gets the high ground and, and makes the play and gets the elimination so huge win for fifa super super well done of course strategy wise but also exciting for him because he was they were down bad i mean they they really didn't perform at all yeah they didn't no. they, they got 15th i think overall in in um, 
they didn't really they had nothing to show for it right and keep in mind all of them were in la in long beach yep. um playing with each other he 12-hour flight from home for fifa they disconnected he disconnected in map five of the trios portion which actually would have at the pace that was being set been by far their best map because yep. joe and bread went on as a duo to actually accumulate a large amount of kills i think they got seventh uh when joe ended up falling to be eliminated and he he told me i asked him he was i was i was down really bad it was chalked i remember out of the corner of my eye I go i watched him throw down his headset and get up mid-map and walk away and we watched him drop off the team and that's to go from such heartache to such joy and especially to have your two teammates there with you right they've played so many trios together they are good friends uh, Joe told me he broke his Astro headset, throwing it on the table so hard as he ran to hug FIFA yeah, when he won. Yeah, because he was so excited. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and that's, you know, it's obviously the camaraderie that that trio has and the chemistry that that trio has that is so valuable um, and, and why they're so good. Um, and it was it, it was tough to see. Now, I was going to mention this as well. The, the rest of the solo yellow was also chaos and, and part of the Shitter's Digest for a couple of reasons. One, saw this. Hisoka killed uh, Skullface, um, which right. is hilarious. Right. We watched that happen, and Skull was freaking out. He was like, are you kidding me? And Hisoka didn't even <laughs> blink. He didn't say a word. He was so locked in. I don't even know if you noticed. It was so funny. But then the other crazy thing that happened during solo yellow was unfortunately rated is hiding in a building in a god spot in the final circle he's top five top seven or something like that and i believe it was it was either a cluster or a precision airstrike that comes in and kills him through the building and like we already mm -hmm. know rated gets tilted but like it, it the main broadcast swung away and i was like i think he just broke his bonder in half i think he picked it up and snapped it over his own head mm -hmm. he was so mad and, and that's just pain and suffering like there was a couple moments like that where you're like I, there's just nothing we could do about it and solo yellow was really like a, a, obviously a key part of that i mean pie man was doing breathing exercises as he made it into top three you're playing for a hundred thousand dollars in one map yeah. like you are panicking at these moments well, right everyone is. it does it does not matter how accomplished of a competitor you are in these oh, scenarios yeah. it it is so stressful when fifa came over to the desk with us his hands were like shaking this bad he his whole body was shaking he could not believe it and this is a guy who's how many times has he won tournaments right but there's something that's simply different about a hundred thousand dollars you can rely on no one certainly not hasoka except for yourself to get yourself to the very very end and he was able to do it it was kind of the third party got some initial shots into swag pie man finishes him off and then you have the high ground on the rock to make it easy to shoot over the top of that right shield I cannot fathom that, nor would I want to. I'd probably just sit in a corner and scream the entire time. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I would be raging into the night forever and ever. And I mean, I swag was so pissed because he was top three and he was he was almost there able to take out Pi Man and Pi was doing some like switches in the car. It was crazy. But there's a lot more we want to talk about the World Series of Warzone oh, so in, <laughs> in, in Shitter's Digest in particular. I mean, one of the big moments, honestly, the finals in A up until the last map nearly went off without a hitch i mean it was a very, was very clean smooth. tournament a very smooth tournament which is we all know it, you know peculiar when it comes to warzone tournaments there's always something that happens and unfortunately there was always something that happened in this one as well the the final map a number of people d disconnect and now we don't know the total um the way for background information the way tournaments always operate 
always mm-hmm. are that there are rules set in place for if X amount of people drop before X time in the map, we will reset the lobby. Did we hit that metric? No idea. I assume we didn't because they didn't reset. But we had three obviously influential people disconnect on the fifth map. Not solo yellow, but the fifth map. We had Aiden, we had Z laner, and FIFA kill. FIFA kill's team arguably was not really in contention for the money. Z laner's team could have been. Aiden's team definitely was. Aiden's team ended up getting fourth. Um, And of course, people were livid about that. Now, is there anything you can do? Yeah, you could have reset the map, obviously. Did they hit the rules that were stated beforehand? No idea. I, I, As much as I was in the back end, to some degree, I wasn't that far in the back end. I, I don't know what the rule was. If they didn't hit it, it's kind of like a sucks to suck, that's Warzone. If they did hit it and it didn't reset, that's obviously a huge mistake and, and cost people potentially money, which sucks. Yeah, it would absolutely cost people money, right? Because at least you're saying it, right? Thief's team, yeah, they weren't doing that great. They were, I think, in 15th going into it or whatever it may have been. But they were trying at least for top 10 because top 20 gets a payout. That payout is substantially going to go up, obviously, the better placing you have. They're trying for that top 10. Obviously, chalked the moment Fief yeah. disconnect. Aiden's Aiden's tweet just dev errored before anyone jumped out of the plane in the 300K while in fourth place. That's a massive moment, right? And I mean, in a way, selfishly, it's it's great news for any of the other teams in in that top three contention, right? Because there's players that you know it's out of your control and right. it's, it sucks, but it does give you an advantage. But it, it was just a bummer to see it. Um, and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. I know they're trying to put on the, the most fair and equitable tournament they can. It just it is a bummer when you see things like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and it, there was other disconnects. I mean, Skull mentioned he just disconnected the first map, and it's like obviously that didn't hit a metric for them to reset. I, I think there was one reset during the the normal games where it was either Scump or Tim the Tapman didn't make it in, and so they reset potentially just for them which is where this conversation of like okay how important do you have to be for that i don't know not all resets were created equal essentially and and so you know it's one of those things you can only do so much right they're cod partners they're whatever they're they're somewhat faces of the tournament um but it it is what it is it happened how it happened there's nothing you can do to change it now but obviously frustrating for the people that it affected um (laughs) okay continuing on with our shitters digest and let's go into i think the mental conversation is a fun one to have this is when Mm -hmm. i was even getting kind of engaging on the timeline when i picked when i did my picks uh, of my top five picks and to be honest not all of my picks did well um but most of them did when i was doing my picks i people were i mean not gaslighting me i guess they were just flaming me straight up not even not even passively saying how Mm -hmm. are you not picking tbe and then how are you not picking Flowo? Who, who honestly, right. two of my favorite teams to watch, some of my favorite people in the industry too. I mean, Flowo, I love all three of those guys like brothers and, and they've been super kind to me and propped them up. I just didn't put in my picks because I didn't know, I didn't see them locked in. I mean, they were playing on a land setup. They were in LA. They had been hanging slash potentially partying, who knows, like for, for the several days before that. I, I tuned into their streams. They didn't seem super locked and, and they didn't perform. Right. To TBE, they haven't been performing more recently because they haven't been as focused. There haven't been a ton of big tournaments. And, and so it's like, I, you, you could only do so much. And I, I didn't pick them. And then there were some other teams that I, I think could have had some really big hitting moments if they would have been on. And I think Stukawaki's team is one of those. Uh, and of course, Scum and Squad. And both Scum and, and Stukawaki tweeted out essentially like, hey, looking for new teammates, uh, d- didn't like how we performed, blah, blah, blah. 
and there was this scummins scummins was a um Oh, basically a, a retweeter, if you will, like a copy pasta with some right. variation of of Stu. Stu being that opening one who put out that tweet. I believe they got seventh. Yeah, some, I, I something think. like that. Yeah, it was and, it was top ten, I think. But yeah, and Stu right after the tournament, he did clarify and say he told his teammates he was going to tweet this. This is what he responded to Scummin. Um, I, I think even if you. Even if you tell your teammates, it, it is going to rub people the wrong way. Stu did tweet, still don't know how I get overlooked by some of these good teams that always need one. Feel like I've done pretty good throughout Caldera with a shrug emoji. I can understand, and Scummin responded kind of disrespectful. No, like I can understand his sentiment. I also understand why people are going to look at that and be like, uh, you just kind of look salty. Well, yeah, I, I get it from both perspectives. Let's be very clear. Stu is correct about himself. I mean, he is, yeah. he is, he just won that 20k with Hasoka. Yeah, he is, he is podiumed in 20 events, and out of 20 of those, he won 14 of them. In terms of percentages mm -hmm. of podiums, he's the highest. Um, it's not even close. He just wins whatever he plays most oftentimes when he does podium. But the other times he's not podiuming, he's not doing very well because of team chemistry or otherwise. And on paper, his team was fantastic. He, I think it was, what, it was him attracting colors, I believe. All three of them have slay out potential. All three of them are fantastic at the game. But it was Repulse's tweet that was so, like, yes. I think critical uh, that, that just what I have been preaching, both you and I have been preaching like crazy, uh, mm -hmm. of, like, chemistry, 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 chemistry is more important than anything else as long as you kind of hit the base metrics of being good at the game. Chemistry is more important than anything when it comes to customs. Right. Um, and Repulse's tweet was something along the lines of, uh, you know, we're excited. We played together, blah, blah, blah. But then somebody responded to Repulse's tweet and was like, hey, you know, Super Evan and Biffle did amazing. They got a ton of eliminations and you, uh -huh. and you did it. Like Repulse didn't get a ton of eliminations. He, right. I mean, he averaged like, I think it was like two per game or something. Like it was right. low. But that doesn't matter. Their team got second. Right. His role was IGL, like helping them IGL, making a ton of calls and mm -hmm. being the glue that brings that full team together. And he did that yes. flawlessly. He played support. He had resources. He got the reses. Like he played support flawlessly. And that's the reason they got second and almost won um, was that team chemistry that they had. And that's what is the the kind of like non-quantifiable metric of a great team right. is the chemistry that they have and how they work together as a team. It's very obvious when you tune into streams where maybe it's two colors and a track or maybe it's whoever. When things start going wrong, how do you react? And it was yeah. split comms. We're all making different decisions and not congested and, and doing one. Even when we would finally decide on one thing and then go do it, you're now doing it 45 seconds late. Like it's those little things that you're doing wrong because you don't agree and you don't have a ton of reps together. You don't have the chemistry that, that sets a good team apart from a great team. Um, and I think that's what Repulse was saying is like, obviously you don't understand that the mental attributes that it takes to be a really good Warzone customs competitor um are, are things that are non-quantifiable and he's totally right and anybody that disagrees you obviously haven't been watching the highest level teams like even tb when they are killing it not all three of them can be at the top of the individual kills leaderboard like it's usually noobs to be honest that is down in the middle playing a bit more support playing a bit more passive or otherwise and, and that's how you play in customs right and 
Not everyone can be the star of the show, right? I think a lot of people have, and I love this phrase, <laughs> main character syndrome. You're not the center of the universe uh, in your life, in the world, and certainly not in your Warzone team. And you need to understand the role you slot yourself into. Everyone wants to be that high slayer. Everyone wants to be, oh my God, look at that shot. Look at that great moment. Look at this person's name at the top of the leaderboard. But it is that team chemistry that is a lot of the time everything team chem and team cohesiveness within that chemistry will oftentimes beat out raw talent yeah. we see it happen all the time and something that goes into that as well i think we talk about um how important that mental is if someone makes a play call on your team and you all agree to go along with that play call you cannot then turn around and start bitching at that person <laughs> for that play call i see things like that happen a lot right yeah players will get critiqued teammates will get critiqued and i'm like but did you offer something no did you agree to go along uh, as a unit with what this person is doing okay I, I think a lot of the time people just have um this lack of responsibility and ownership for how they present themselves to their teammates and it can play out in situations like this. It also leads into, and we don't necessarily need to get here because we've talked about this a lot, is um, deserving and oh, sure, yeah. entitlement and things like that, which we, we don't need to touch on. But uh, Repulse was absolutely a thousand percent correct, and I'm really glad that he said that. But speaking of, of mentals, we saw something on the timeline outside of Scum and Stew and Repulse that uh, I was I was shocked to see, and that was Queen Shadows after the NA final finished up, and she was playing alongside Swish and Ken's uh, with New York's team. Uh, she tweeted, I've come to terms with myself over the last month that after World Series of Warzone, I will no longer be competing unless I won money. That being said, tomorrow will be my last tournament. Appreciate everyone for supporting me these last couple years. My mind will not be changed. First question, how serious is this tweet? Look, uh, Queen Shadows to Queen Shadows, I can't answer for Queen Shadows. Let me talk in a general sense outside of Queen about the, the overall scene. These types of tweets get tweeted incessantly on the timeline from general competitors. They're so pissed at themselves. They're so bummed. They didn't live up to whatever standard they set for themselves. And so they said, I'm done competing. I'm going to go grind content or I'm going to go just do whatever. I'm just going to stream or I'm just going to... Who knows? I'm going to go get a job at McDonald's. I don't care. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say these things, and then a week later, they're grinding 2v2s again, and they get that competitive itch back. So do I know if it's real? No. Queen has tweeted out a couple of these things a couple times now, and to be fair, like, she obviously had some health issues that she's, like, overcoming. and, and Internet connectivity based on where she of... lives. She has a lot of factors that were, I think, maybe worsening this, yeah. but, but we've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it before, and ultimately just comes down to, hey, if this is the case, where do you go from here? Because she is a prolific Warzone player. She's fantastic at the game. She could be making fantastic content, and she was one of the top earners in general um, overall. Mm -hmm. And then in women's side, of course, inside the top three or so. So it's like, obviously, she can win tourneys. It's just a matter of, hey, are we fully locked down and going to be a competitor where we're grinding VOD reviews, etc.? Because that's what it takes to be good. We saw it from Ahsoka and Skullface. Or are we going to do tournaments when they make sense? Like, I'll mm -hmm. take Iceman Isaac, for instance. 
I truly think if Iceman Isaac was grinding tourneys nonstop and was doing VOD reviews, he could be a good tournament player. But you can't just play in a tournament every once in a while and expect to do well. And he knows that. He didn't even compete in World Series of Warzone. He's, he's got a whole other job. Like, you know, it, you have to dedicate to the competitive scene if you want to win. So... Well, yeah. and, and it was the same thing. Bobby made that decision too, right? Yeah. I miss yeah. seeing Bobby in tournaments, but he said, it's completely opposite of my schedule. I don't get a lot of value out of it. So I made that decision based on all my factors that it's just simply not worth it. But by the way, okay, shout out to Skull's stream because I told you that you told me there was someone else who retired. And I was like, we tried to figure it out this morning and we could not remember. And thank you to Skull's stream because it was lovey. It was Lovey who also oh. tweeted out uh, my official I'm done gaming tweet. This was my last tournament and moving forward because gaming isn't for someone my age and won't amount to anything in my future. Uh, time to look forward and focus on life. It's been real. Uh, okay. Well, okay. When Lovey is... is you told me that, Coach. I did not you tell don't you remember. that. I, it was yes, somebody it else. Yes, Because I do not remember that. Uh, Lovey, meaning Face Blue's teammate, right? I, I would yes. assume that Lovey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense. But it does make sense. Like, here's the thing about the gaming world. And you and I have been saying this for years, literally. It's like, hey, if you can't make it work monetarily, time-wise, mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're complaining on the timeline constantly, well, I'm not lovey to do this, but I'm just saying in a general sense, about money, about kind of taking care of yourself, about the grind. Like, go get a job, make money, and then go grind on the side until you get to a point where you can sustain yourself. And if it's not working, it's not for everybody. So I think that's a fair statement. Like if, if, if you're saying, hey, I'm done. This isn't for me. I haven't performed for the last 12 months, which theoretically mm -hmm. on paper is, is right for Lovey. That's fine. And I, and I say, you know, well wishes. And we hope you do well with whatever you're yeah. doing next. And I'm sure you're going to succeed. Like there's no, there's no harm or foul in that. But I will say we want to make sure that when we make those types of tweets, it's, hey, I, you know, oh, I'm hanging my head. I'm done. I suck. Is it that or is it, you know, I think whatever is next is going to be better for me in my career. And I want to go. It was that. a good run. Yeah. I will bow out. I mean, Best he, of luck he to everyone. Blue, he and Blue ran tourneys back in Verdance. I mean, it, Lovely was oh, a yeah. threat. Like it's, it's, you know, and that was only what, a year and a half ago? Like, you know, it, <laughs> it's just a matter of do you have the time for it or not? And if you don't have the time for it, especially with the competitiveness that it is now, that's totally fine and, and warranted to some degree. So it is what it but is. We do a... Uh... We, we do have time for my next section, which might be my favorite part of Shitter's Digest because uh, there's been a lot of changes, Goge. There's been a, some some shifts at the very yeah. tippity top of the Caldera oh, oh, Mountain. Oh, earnings. <laughs> uh, and Goge, you put out this tweet. It banged too, You can by the way. lead us. Uh, yes, it did. Goge is the best. Follow Goge, everyone. If you didn't know, Goge is right in all things. <laughs> Uh, Coach, lead us away in what happened exactly with our top earners. Sure, I, I tweeted this tweet, and you know, he banged on the timeline as my earnings tweet do. People only follow me for earnings updates because I, I at least have the most somewhat accurate earnings comparatively to the rest of the people that keep track of it. Um, Warzone earnings, shout out to our website, it's fantastic. Shout out to the web designer Del Deltara, he's the freaking goat, by the way. Literally, like lead coder at Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, and he's shout working out to on every single player who says thank you to Goge and doesn't just bitch or say he. <laughs> missed something you missed six hundred dollars okay anyways I'll, i don't want to go on that tangent regardless where's the cool website uh big update coming i think either tomorrow or the next day like this weekend with all the warzone uh world series of warzone updates with because there's a lot of money obviously that changed hands there between the top 20 so that'll shift up placements but mm -hmm. this is the big point and i think this is a fun conversation to have not a ha 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 you you, you know we, you've lost your mouth and top no this is just fun 
Tommy <laughs> Allman and Noobs have been the top three earners in Caldera from day one until before World Series at Warzone. No Forever. one touched they them. The Not a single person supplanted them and then they supplanted back. It's been the top three by a million because they won all the big tournaments early and then kept that money up. People had been slowly gaining on them, like FIFA Kill or otherwise, only a couple thousand behind noobs. Well, then World Series of Warzone happens. A couple things happen. On paper, before World Series of Warzone started, I looked at it and I was like, somebody's winning 100K. Tommy's mm -hmm. right below 100K total. Almond's right above 100K total. And Noobs is down at like 75 or 76 total. Right. So they, Tommy Almond and Noobs, one of them had to have won the 100K solo YOLO, preferably Noobs. It had to really be Noobs to do it for them to mm -hmm. maintain the top three um, because it prevents right. one person from getting there. And then the rest of them, as long as they place, is somewhere inside the top five or so. In, there was in, enough Yeah, there's yeah. enough there. Like Tommy would go over 100K as long as somebody mm -hmm. like FIFA didn't win the 100K, right? So, of course, that doesn't happen. One, you had out of nowhere, uh, and okay, out of nowhere, but also I predicted this. Let's let's be, let be clear here. I'll yes, ego everyone, myself. Once again, for everyone EU. in the back, Coach is right at all times and very smart. EU World Series of Warzone. I named my top five and I said, but my dark horse candidate to win it all. They've got the Kim. They've been playing together for a while. They got comp experience. It's Vortex, it's Blade, and it's Savvy Ultras. And they win it. They win the whole thing. I was elated, of course. But then Blade goes on to win the 100K as well. So Blade, mm -hmm. on paper, from what I keep track of, which is only $1,000 uh, price pools or more, uh, Blade had like $1,100 or like $1,200 earned in Caldera. Mm -hmm. Won $116,667 uh, two days ago. So obviously jumps all the way up about $2,000 above Almond. And it is the top mm -hmm. earner on Caldera because of World Series of Warzone, which is crazy. And of course, that means if Almond doesn't place high enough, he he stays outside of, of first place. Right. And, and that's... Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. You, no, you I've had been monologuing. Coach, no, no, no. This is your monologue because this is your moment. <laughs> Take it away. Sorry. Well, sorry. So then on paper, it was like, okay, if Almond just places inside like, the top five or so... He's going to really, I think it was like top six or seven. He's going to surplant Blade and Almond's still going to be the very top. You probably mm -hmm. will see Blade above, you're definitely still Blade above Tommy and you'll still see him above News, but at least Almond's at the very top. As long as a random or or nearly random, somebody outside the top 40 or so earned wins the NA side and then FIFA kill, which we've already broken down, wins the whole thing. FIFA was only three or $4,000 behind Noobs. Now FIFA kills mm -hmm. most earned $172,000. And you take a look at that, right? FIFA kill now in first, as you said, Almond in second and Blade in third. It's it's not to take away from the consistent dominance we saw out of TBE throughout Caldera, yeah. uh, especially when you get moments like a, you know, one in 120 chance in a solo YOLO of earning $100,000, right? Um, that can shift things up because TBE really have been just so strong consistently uh, throughout, I would say, 95-ish percent of Caldera. It really has been toward these latter last few months where we just haven't seen quite the same thing out of them and it could be energy lack of big tournaments whatever it may be uh passion it's hard to consistently be on the top once you're already there oh, yeah. right because you don't have the hunger of a skull face or a hasoka or a myopo uh to get where you already are but um 
it is really impressive to see that top three change up uh, with FIFA and Blade joining into, especially Blade too. I think I saw him. Uh, I think he's streaming right now. He's got like almost 600 viewers. Yeah, he's Blade popping does. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of those moments where you you have that moment take it build off of it and hopefully run away with it yeah yeah and it definitely doesn't discredit anything that tv was able to do everybody still claims that they're the best trio in the game and i think everybody will continue to claim that uh maybe not on that day but overall yes right now no sure sure maybe right now you're looking at skullface ahsoka and mayapo as the best right i mean that's fair um so so anyways any interesting conversation to have of course but still shout out to tb there's they're obviously insane um and we'll see if they'll 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 definitely make a comeback of course for world's uh warzone 2 which is right around the corner Mm -hmm. but uh fun conversation i think by the way sixth and seventh i think ahsoka and jukis are like nearly the same now um Mm -hmm. right behind which is kind of funny because ahsoka and jukis have have made a long history of playing together as well and and you heard ahsoka's episode if you guys missed it go check it out where he talked about how how thankful he was for jukis for giving an opportunity now they're the next two outside the top five like right next to each other in overall earnings with the 16k added to ahsoka so um fun and And now we have a we have a what a a couple more things we're we're getting there oh what on shitter's digest there's a couple more yeah i mean we're we're halfway through it feels like no not actually but um yeah take us to the next topic i just spent like like 25 minutes talking about myself there about earrings so go for it you go next well i'm gonna lead into another thing that you did because you are the best of all time okay. and you are goaded um i don't even know what this is cdlr2 Oh, oh. Uh, we, we did get that <laughs> announcement, so I'm going to throw it right back to you. Look, I need I need a little bit of time to feel special in this podcast, and I'm going to hand it back over to Goach. Uh, there was an announcement, and who'd the announcement come from in the finals? None other than the man sitting next to me. I'm trying to think. Wait, are you? You're, you're this way. That guy right there. Um, and it is CDLR2. It is that 100K yeah. on Fortune's Keep. I had been calling for that. I was like, there's no way you're putting out Fortune's Keep toward the end of the lifespan of Warzone and not doing some sort of tournament on it. And that's exactly what happened. But there have been some qualification changes and, and things that I know you're far more well-versed on that you can speak to. Yeah, and we're going to actually, there should be a separate video on this, like everything you need to know about CDLR2, about Split2, about Fortune's Keep, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that you can go watch on this channel. So if you're like tuning into this and you're like, give me all the details, there's like a eight minute video that gives you everything you need to know without you having to like search through all the websites and stuff. However, uh, the base breakdown here is, uh, and I'll give you a little bit behind the scenes here that I wouldn't say in the video. Um, really cool. I, I can't say necessarily everything, but really cool that you know Activision post CDLR one and going into War- World Series of Warzone kind of reached out to me not as like a, oh help us fix things. No, it was more like hey we want to listen to the community and obviously Goge and plenty of other casters including Katie so and Gantro and Tiff and people other people that really gave a lot of insight. We're like, hey, give us your thoughts and what would you change? What are things that you, you know, wish we would have done different or whatever? Um, and I and I started having fairly long conversations with the team, which was really fun for me. And and uh, because of that, they kind of, you know, let me and and put me on as, as kind of the announcer for CDLR2. So I was able to hop on main broadcast, talk about Fortune's Keep, talk about the changes that kind of Activision and myself kind of came up with together based on feedback. Um, specifically one of the major things, of course, that even I had flagged before World Series of Warzone, uh, was the scoring mechanisms. Like, hey, you have mm-hmm. to score as a team. You register as a team first, then score as a team so that you so can West have... 
let Hatoka and Ko abuse that. Yeah, so you don't have the cheese. Points. You don't have the cheese, yeah. and it allows mm -hmm. people that are of different types of of players, the support player, the otherwise that aren't pub slayers that slay out in customs. Like it allows mm -hmm. those players to qualify in the open qualifier system at least a tad bit better. So, um, still open qualifiers are, are like best ten games. There's also like right. a question of not even ethics. That's not the right word for it. But there was a question of like fairness because integrity, integrity mm -hmm. maybe of the open calls, because of right. course you had people that could grind 24 hours straight to get the best possible results. And people a, who couldn't. A lot yeah. of people that couldn't. And so they changed it up this time and it's Friday, Saturday, um, Friday, 2 to 8 p.m. I think I think that's Pacific, if I'm remembering correctly, 2 to, 2 to 8 p.m. Pacific when it's open on Friday and then 2 to 8 p.m. Pacific um on on saturday as well so it like limits the time that you get to play makes it a little bit more like what i will call equitable for yeah equitable for or competitive exactly yeah um, and uh, again i think um because i forgot and you reminded me but uh we are going to um have more out on this um yeah. on our youtube so if you if you really want that um I, I believe that video comes out before this so please reference back to it we are gonna have a very condensed video digging into everything that goch has touched on for cdlr2 fortunes keep what it means how you enter so on and so forth so please make sure uh, if you want that information that you check that out but there, there's like a, there's a lot of information, a lot of big things that are around the corner. The next one that's happening in a week, exactly a, a week, is COD Next. It is the big uh, MW2 event that is going to be happening here in LA. There's yep. tons of creators, a ton uh, of really great folks that are going to be out here to not only experience the new multiplayer, but to be able to experience Warzone 2 and, and even some other goodies. Um, I am really fortunate enough to be able to be there uh for that event Let's i will go. be in attendance and <laughs> when i told goj i was like all right we need to plan exactly what we are doing with the takeaways from this because i'll have the ability to talk to the devs uh and, and i want to know uh specifically my focus is going to be warzone 2 right it's going to be um uh, plans on on the tournaments any other implementations that might make that quality of life easier whatever it may be um so i i'm very excited for that but it is going to be our first look because we'll be able to stream during the event on, on the 15th um our really first look at what we'll see out of warzone 2 uh i have high hopes for it i know the devs have been working very 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 hard um but that's going to be, you know, so many people have asked for a ranked mode. I, I can't imagine that's what we're going to see off rip, uh, especially if that's not something we're seeing traditionally in CODs now at, at the start of a launch. But uh, that event will tell us a lot, I think, about the opening landscape of Warzone 2 uh, for competitors. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and there's a lot of things happening there. Really excited for you and for a lot of the creators that are able to go to that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they kind of whip out for Modern Warfare 2, for Warzone 2. And then they're also going to be showcasing Warzone Mobile. So there's a lot going on that day uh, a, a week from today. So excited to kind of create some videos around that. Katie, of course, will wait until the embargo is done, and then Katie and I will debrief and crank a bunch of videos out as fast as possible. So that's super fun. I guess final thing here uh, that we'll kind of mm -hmm. finish with a uh, little, just a little extra tidbit for the, those at home that missed it. Uh, Huskers finally signed with Luminosity Gaming. Um, apparently, it's been mm -hmm. a deal he'd been working on for over a year. I remember that, like about a year ago that he had left NRG and um or maybe it was about six seven eight months ago that he left, ago. left yeah. nrg and been working on this luminosity deal for for a long time um 
join luminosity gaming and what's interesting about this pickup i think is that luminosity doesn't necessarily have a lot of warzone creators like they they're not known as a warzone based org they're not known as like oh luminosity they compete in all the warzone events and put up teams like mm -hmm. obviously not a cdl team but outside of that like nrg is known as like oh they always have like warzone people or they have since the beginning of warzone luminosity does not and huskers is this big pickup that is i mean yes he was an apex competitor and others uh, other things but i mean he is a warzone streamer and, and luminosity yes. picked him up super interesting yeah uh, exciting for them uh i mean the most presence they have is going to be seattle surge right as the the yep. luminosity arm in cdl but yeah they are essentially completely absent uh in in warzone so getting huskers is a massive pick up for them i don't know if that's signaling that they have an appetite to build out a warzone roster i do know that ken's has been a seattle stan and by extension luminosity i think she tweeted out that they followed her recently uh she's been uh you know barking up their tree for a long time so we'll see if anything happens there but it's interesting to see how huskers played out because huskers was not just in talks with luminosity i don't think it's really my place to say here but there were there were other orgs in the scene, uh, one in particular that was very much so trying to to gun after him. It did not pan out, but I'm excited for him, right? Uh, we'll see We'll see how everything goes now that uh, LASIK Vision Huskers <laughs> is in action. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, that's all we've got today. We went through a lot. We, we, again, huge shout out to Skullface, of course, for coming on the podcast. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in for the Shitter's Digest portion and, of course, thank Coliseum's you, stat chat. Uh, a long episode, but a good one, a hearty one, a nice hearty meal that'll satisfy us until dinner. I'm Judge. This is Katie. Final words, Katie, to close this thing out pretty quickly. Where can people find you? Uh, find me right below my banner, Katie Bedford on Twitch and Rose Bedford on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me at the COD Next event on the 15th. So make sure you look forward to that. Boom. There you go. I'm Goge. I'm casting things left and right. You can follow me at Grandmaster Goge on all socials. Looking forward to the next time. Our next episode is going to be a banger as well. Um, and make sure you go check out some of our other content, all the other interviews that we've done. And subscribe, click the bell, all that good stuff. Until next time, we'll see you then. Peace.